Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Brandon, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Brandon, why don't you, why don't you speak into the microphone and tell the world what you've just handed with to me? I just handed Daniel a... For your consideration, screener of his favorite film, Eighth Grade. Not even in my top ten anymore, but oh, I do love it. Seriously, it. Was, I mean, uh, here I'll take a look right now. I believe it's number eleven. Well, no oh. spoilers. It's open on. It's it's up for grabs on. The I also box. got First Reformed, but I'm saving that for myself. That's oh, fine. Sure. Sure. Eighth Grade is number Ooh. eleven. Eighth grade is number 11. Wow. I also got hereditary, but I know Ben would throw it in the trash just as I did in eighth grade. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I think The Wife is the only movie we've talked about on the program this year that I would just shove into the rubbish. <laughs> I wouldn't with The Wife. I'd watch I, it again. I, I would just for I'd watch it I'm again. I'm just saying, out of, I, I was reflecting. It's fun. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, and I wouldn't actually throw it away. What I'm, what I'm saying is. Where's the beer? It's uh, it is in the freezer, <laughs> oh, wow. getting cold. We're gonna we're of turn, everything I like. Up. I like just about everything we've watched recently, and so the wife would be the only thing. Meh. I wouldn't keep First Man. I would I would keep mm. the wife over First Man, even though the First Man is a film I prefer more. The First Man. The First Man. First Man. Back when Between Jordan Two Ferns Firstman. was an original gag. Back when that was fresh and the anti comedy Between Two Ferns. When the anti-comedy was ripe, mm. when he had John Hamm on, and the title that came up was like John Hamm, the Madman. In quote, <laughs> mood so so good, true, so good. He is the Madman mm-hmm. with the with the dick. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna go there. He loves to jog. Oh. He lo- not even. He, just he walks wants out to with, walk around. He walks around with, with his dress pants. He, he's basically thick, thick dockers, John, and you still get the dick print I, through John, the dockers. John Hamm's body is like an elephant's face, like all the way down. <laughs> That's such an evocative image. I'm a poet, Ben, like Lee Cheng oh I am a visual God. poet. Like the protagonist of Lee Chang Dog's poetry. You just want to see the beauty of the world, and that yeah. is John Ham's dick. I just want to, um, I just want to, without, here to without getting too graphic poetry. about it, I just want to feel myself and look at a window. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want to look out that window. I want to feel myself. Mm. Ah, he's having a party for one. <laughs> party for two if you count the invisible cat. Oh. <laughs> party for three if you count just like the, the ghost of the person yeah. in the room. <laughs> the ghost to, giving to you him a reach is very around. much there. Oh, god damn it. This movie, I I need I need it to be cut out of me, and then I just I want to have it like in the episode of The Simpsons, The Trios of Horror, where Flanders is the 
overlord of the world and everyone okay. gets a lobotomy oh. and then they get to keep the little piece of their brain in oh. a little mason jar. Cute. Like Mo goes up, he's like, how much? It doesn't hurt that much. Like I want that, but I need burning to be in that jar uh-huh. and I need to be able to put it back in whenever I feel like it. Uh-huh. But I would just like a little bit of peace. You want nah. Dakota Johnson to come and like remove it. Yes. And then you get to experience it again. We didn't really talk about how Suspiria totally rips off Men in Black in that moment. <laughs> it's really unfair not to credit Tommy Lee Jones like that. That was rude. And Will Smith. How rude. Luca. How rude. Luca. Luca, how dare you reference without referencing Men in Black? To reference or not reference. I call it thief. I like burning to sit with me and just sit with my soul and just like eat away at it. I enjoy the feeling that burning has given me for no, the I, past I, three days. I, I, it's painful as fuck, but I enjoy it. I don't want to, I mean, I, again, I'm a, I'm a visual poet, so I'm talking about a lobotomy and a piece of a brain so mm-hmm. I can put an image. This is not a visual medium, so I'm doing the heavy lifting for, for our I'm, listeners. I'm picturing the but baby in eraser head because I made an eraser head joke today, so it's on my mind. That's Would you like to share with the class? That's burning. Would you like to share with the class? Burning. Boy I, eraser head. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the whole joke. I, I have God fucking damn it. I have felt more <laughs> it present. Made me so mad. <laughs> I, I have felt more present in my heart and in my head since seeing Boy uh, eraser head burning. burning. No. I mean, and I just want to say up front, I do not want to talk about the midterm whatsoever on okay. this podcast unless oh. unless it comes up organically. Oh, but, oh, oh. I was hoping we could talk about it for three hours. Oh, can we talk about it for five? I mean, if we're going to talk about it, I need five quick, brisk hours. But I guess it's not just burning. Like, all week I have felt very much here. But burning just, like, it's like... Burned you. It's like, I'm Steven Yoon, and, like, it's the last scene of the film. I've been gutted. Mm. Such a hot scene. It is. Mm. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie. (laughs) Spoiler. The whole movies. No one's gonna see this movie for five months, so don't listen to this episode. It's so hot. You could even say it's burning. It's just hot. It's just burning. mm, It's just alive. I'm sexual. Burning up, burning up for your love. (laughs) It's like Madonna. Licking my finger. Ooh, it's burning. Oh God. I took note. So sexy. I confirm. Sad. Sexy. The last scene is one shot. I can. It is. is. So sad. So sexy. There's the part where because it's all in the same chapter. He of the does book. it, and then he goes to his car to get the gasoline, and he puts his face behind the truck, and someone has to put vomit in his mouth at that moment. I wondered mm. with the vom if That's he was just being a really happen. good boy, like like a really like a really bad dog, like yeah. hiding the pill underneath the yeah. tongue, and then when no one's looking, just spitting it out. I think someone had to have been on the back of that truck and put vomit in his mouth at that moment. There's no other way to get it. And then you got to have the big old truck come down the road. I know. It's so beautifully choreographed, and the fi- it, the car is on fire at right the right yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely insane how Lee Chang Dong invented the wide shot. I know. Not in this film. He invented you it you know, 15, 20 years earlier, but it's crazy how Lee Chang Dong invented the wide shot. I can't believe it. It's so crazy. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should I just introduce us? Hello. Hi. This is another episode of Movies IMO. I'm going to give Terry Gross tonight since I have a hangover. Can I do it then? When I woke up, <laughs> I sounded like Harvey Firestein. I was like, uh, oh my God. This, this is another episode of Movies IMO. Gay rights, uh, human rights, and human rights, uh, gay rights. Oh. oh. 
Oh. Thank you for joining us, Terry. Um, uh, my name is Ben Ampey. My name is Daniel Crook. I'm Brandon Kirby. We are here today to talk about Lee Chang Dong's uh, fifth movie, sixth movie? It's his sixth movie. It S- is. I believe sixth. Um, Burning, which premiered at the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year. Yep, another one in the can. Which I saw... About two months ago to the day. Wow. It was, I believe it was the 9th, which is tomorrow of September. So when you asked if we felt intimidating, the answer is no, just because I've had two months with it. I, 20, 24 hours ago, I just, 24 hours ago, I just got out of the movie. It's part of me. And it, and it, it has grafted it has grafted itself onto my soul, and I am trying to pull it off right mm-hmm. now. But I know that it will be in vain. And two months from now, I will just have accepted Amy, it. The ghost of Hamie has given you a reach around. Now. Oh God! Uh, I've accepted it as part of my soul. I've infused it in just, my body and I, being. I want to be clear. This is my favorite movie of the year. I don't want to have not seen it, but I would I would have liked to have thought about something else it's today. A, it's a painful experience. and last night, yeah. Very painful. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <sighs> oh my God. I mean, it, it, I, I'm, I'm like driving home last night and that, Crying. yes. Yeah. Same. And it's not even like when I, and we've talked about this, having, having, a, having a good sob in the movie doesn't mean you didn't have an, an actual uh, emotional response to it, but right. I did not cry during the movie. I was overwhelmed by it and I yep. was feeling all the tonal shifts. I mean, this is a real shape shifting movie, right? Yeah. And it was on my way home that I was like, fuck. Me too. It's never going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to be okay. I, was, I right. was completely just like, I didn't cry or anything watching it, but yeah, same thing as you. When I, like halfway through my drive home, I was just like. Uh. I put on Waxahachie and she's singing about a man who will never come back <laughs> and, and, oh. and, and about how desperate that is and about oh. how shameful that is and about how confusing that is. And not that that's what burning is about, but it's an element that's there. Yeah. And I'm just getting upset. Oh, I'm just upset. I'm just going to keep saying my likey Lee lyrics. So sad, so sexy. That's exactly what this movie is. Yes, thank you, Likey Lee. I didn't know what to do with it the first time I saw it. It's it's a beguiling piece of work. I was just... Truly beguiling. I felt like when they have that whole conversation and then pan to the girl that's been standing there the whole time at the car. That's one of my favorite moments of the movie. Oh, yeah. They're talking about when he's... If he's seen Hamie and he says, it's like she disappeared like a cloud of dust. Or smoke. Cloud of smoke, because and that's... Cause it's burning, because it's burning. Those greenhouses are not being set on fire. Let's just be clear about one thing right hmm. now. <sighs> yeah, so Ben... How chilling! Ben posed a question to me, and I... Are you I'm, doing Miles Davis, or are you I'm, doing the score? I'm grappling with it. Oh, the score. The Open score. up the question. The question was... I What's asked, the query? Sissy Spacek in, in the bedroom. Did he do it? No, that that that's the chapter in his book. Oh, oh, did Stephen Yoon kill Hamy? I mean, it I go back matter. and forth. That's that's where I land. It doesn't, it doesn't That's where it I doesn't land. Matter. Yeah, but I still want to know what everyone thinks. I go back and forth. When I saw the movie, I thought I forget which way I swayed because I keep flickering back and forth. But I. I there's arguments for both. If you mm-hmm. look at how disaffected and condescending Ben, not you, but Ben from Burning is, LOL. 
and, and, and the class critique going on and the remove between him and everything else is going around him and the sense of invincibility that he strides with, it makes perfect sense that he is killing a woman every two months without repercussion. Yeah. And when he's saying the police don't look into greenhouses being burnt down, what he's actually saying is, I'm Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to come for me. Yeah. He That whole conversation so that, they have after Jaime does her dance, like he says like, Morality slippery and like he lives so on is this the like movie. sliding scale of like whatever. I just want to. I feel like he's we, a sociopath. I feel like we jumped into this really quickly, and I think that's indicative of how much we all love this movie. Uh, Should we scale it back? No, I'm not going to scale it back. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to scale it back, and then I'm not going to talk specifically, and I'm just going to say something. But the Steven Yeun performance is one of the most distressing pieces of acting I've, that I've ever seen. By which I mean he. He has disturbed me so deeply over the past 24 hours with that yeah. cold sociopathy. I was, I was telling Ben how fun. He, he might... How fun. How fun. I, I think it's the best supporting actor performance I've seen all year. and, it, I, and it, But more so, it's one of the five best performances I've seen all year. Yeah, I was telling and Ben... And I suffered through The Walking Dead my, for five seasons. I only suffered through two. I gave up on that shit. Um, I suffered through about four episodes. Thank you. I think I've talked about this on the podcast but I was before. telling Ben, hold on, that it's my... Favorite male performance of the year. Thank you. I think that's just great. Thank you. Just had to say that. I, I, I actually, I think I do prefer the Leeds performance because I think that it, it we, we spend so much more time with him, of course. Because he's a sweet virgin. He's a sweet boy. Sweet he's boy. a sweet boy. He's so excited <laughs> I, to fuck. And I kiss like him. So it's nice to see time. yourself reflected oh. on the screen. Just, oh. that's a... <laughs> just gasping for air on another person's face. Oh, what a detail. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that was a joke because as Ben said, he's a virgin. And I mean, mm. I'm having my first, my first drink tonight. And <laughs> so maybe I am. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Um... I forget where you were saying. This is really derailed by you kissing like a virgin. <laughs> I was just oh, trying to make a dead. joke and then you asked a follow-up question. Okay, we were talking about Steven Yeun being like one of the best performances we've seen this year. Um, yeah, he's probably my favorite male performance this year um, so far. But yeah, supporting like top, easy. But even with the lead for me, I am. If you wrap all the male performances together. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. Someone else speak. Someone else say words. I'm sweating again. Ben, <laughs> summarize. Are you burning burn- up? I'm burning. Ben, summarize. Burning. What's what's the film about? What is this? Summarize. What is this it. chilling, slippery film about? Burning is a motion picture. <laughs> now, motion for those who don't know. <laughs> if you're watching a picture, I did a bit while you were out, but I was like, so. Stephen Yun, he's he's known for this. Uh, the other two were sort of unknowns, but Stephen Yun, he's known for this. This is a stupid bit. I'm 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 all ears. <laughs> you're let's you're in it now. You gotta do it. <laughs> let's see, Grandma, baby. I'm all ears. Have you heard of this show, Madman? The Walking Dead. Mm. Heard of it? Have you heard of that one? I heard of it. You know, it's lesser known. Yeah, it's a lesser known. It's cult. It's niche. Program. It's pretty niche. Obscure. <laughs> it's not, you know, I did perpetrate pop culture. Never been for... done before. Mm. No. Burning is a movie <laughs> <Thank> about, <laughs> save me, <laughs> from myself. A young virgin who, uh, he's a veteran, right? Um, Doesn't he say that? I thought he said in the very beginning that he was in the service. Maybe not. You saw remember. it more recently than everyone here. Ben watched it today for oh, the third okay. time. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I was doing other things. It he, was, it's very weird was to like throw on a foreign things. film while doing other you things. You have to like crank your head back around to <laughs> uh-huh. read every so often. Yeah. How are you doing? I mean, you've seen it twice already, but like, I'm like, how do you do other things when you're watching this movie? It is so hypnotic. And then, like, the Because I just listened to the audio, nice. basically. It's true about all of Lee Cheng Dong's movies, but even if you're in a bad mood, even if you're tired, even if you're irritable, it forces you to get on its level without, totally. and, and you don't even realize it. Like he all is the, all a magician, all just of us, like Orson all Bells. of a sudden you are 45 minutes and, and hooked. Secret Sunshine like was the one to hook me the fastest. Mm. Yeah, me too. It was like, even before the title, I was said from was the like, phone call in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost immediate. Oh, I feel that way about poetry. Poetry. Oh, sure. Same. Poetry as From well. From the opening shots of water. Mm-hmm. Talk about water later. Oh, my God. What's the film about? Talking about water. What's Burning Burning about? is a, a movie. Ling- about... All of Lee Cheng Dong's movies could also be called The Shape of Water. Oh. Oh. The Shape of Sunshine. Yeah, all of his the movies. Of let, the all sh- of his movies let the sunshine in. Let the secret sunshine if, in. If sunshine got in your apartment, you might be happy. <laughs> for for and, now. That's Yeah. Maybe not forever, but. For now. It'll, it'll help. Probably best in Oasis with the reflecting of the mirror. Mm. We'll oh, talk, yeah. We can talk about that in more detail later because I don't want to get off of burning just yet, but that's one of the most <clears throat> transcendent images in his filmography that I've seen. Wow. I think... I don't know why I said I. This movie... I think this movie is about... <laughs> about a virgin... <laughs> That's it. It's about starting at the top every time. And that's sorry, I interrupted because you know alliteration is cheap. But he would have been a virgin veteran, Mm. and he meets an old neighbor named Hamy, and they start hanging out. As it says in the Bible, "Love thy neighbor." And you know what? That's what Jungsu does. And then she goes to Africa, as she refers to it as simply Africa, and then. He's taken care You'd of say her. He develops cat. a great hunger in yeah. her absence. And mm. then she returns with Ben. Ben is back. I cannot oh, stand this puta. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have some homosocial tensions between the two men. You ever seen Bochavai? Who want mm. this woman. Well, she. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but they want her. She just wants to disappear. She just wants to disappear. But does Ben actually want her? Well, in the same way? He wants That's a good her question. dead. Oh. <laughs> he wants her dead. <laughs> he does. And maybe. then drama ensues. Thank you. That's the plot of Burning. But the drama is like, it's all psychological. Yeah. It's all subtextual. Like, that's one of the things that I love most about the movie is that it's coasting on these rhythms of, of jealousy, of, of toxic masculinity, of like potential danger, but it's all really unsaid. Danger. It's all because, The danger of wealth. Yeah. Rich people oh, are yeah, dangerous. The, 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 the class, class of it all. Here, yeah. The class divide here, the want, the, the aimless teenagers even though they're adults adults mm-hmm. of it all and mm-hmm. the Li Chang Dong using a score the most he's ever used the score this uh, is this is the this most is so much going on all of his movies are cinematic um but this is and, and all of them actually are playing with genre in subtle mm-hmm. ways this is the one to me that that it's certainly not self-aware that it's a movie, but because it is so much about storytelling as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And because it is, I haven't read the Murakami short story, but 
The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle is one of my very favorite novels, and it is so Murakami-esque in that self-reflection, um, self-reflexivity, um, that the... It, it it has it boasts every hallmark you want of a Lee Chang Dong movie, but it is the it it feels the most cinematic. No, that's not what I mean. It could, I don't feel that way at all. Like and they, and they are all small scale epics of the soul, but this one it's the most that is also an essay on filmmaking. That's what I'm saying with storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not just filmmaking. I yeah, mean, it, it is narrative in general, right? Mm-hmm. And it, what what we bring into it when we find out certain elements about a character when yeah. we, we have two fo- two very clear foils here with mm-hmm. Ben and Jong Su, I mean it's yeah I mean I mean it, it, and it, what we take from totally differing like the Rashomon thing that we are never given the truth we are given the truth in one scene and then in the next scene someone contradicts it and it's not given. Uh, the the camera doesn't give more truth to one version than and further than that every not every two months but every 25 minutes you're watching a different movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is seamlessly stitched together but you think you're watching almost like a mid-aughts like quirky for the sake of quirky like independent romantic comedy Mm -hmm. and then it turns into a character study about loneliness and then it turns into a romantic uh, into a into a Melodrama. into a yes, but a, a, a love triangle, mm-hmm. and then it turns into a stalker movie, and then it turns into a psychological thriller, and then it turns into a horror. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's not just characters contradicting each other about a well. The movie is constant. Like you can't. It is so slippery. Like you cannot get your hands on this thing. Yeah. But it is soaking right into the soul. Like it, it is. My 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 point being. Um, not only can you not get a grasp on like the literal truths in the story, but as an audience member, you don't realize what you've just watched until the movie is over. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> yeah, you really grapple with it. The minute the credits roll, you're like, Oh wait, you find like, I found myself like backtracking immediately. Like, Holy shit. Like this is two and a half hours, which feels like a tight 90. Like mm-hmm. and- it is absolutely absorbing. Um, yeah. And Ben's letterbox log, I appreciated so much after seeing it about how, you hadn't lost yourself in a movie like this since Phantom Thread, and mm-hmm. I felt that way. I felt that way too. I, I was completely swallowed up by this. I can't believe it's two and a half hours. It feels like seriously, it feels like ninety. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. There, there's not a wasted minute. Um, but that's how all of his movies really are. Like they're all long, mm-hmm. but none of them have a wasted minute. Yeah. He he takes his time, and it like pays off. Well, what Lee Chang Dong does that I find so striking and, and something that I, I'm sure there are other examples of filmmakers that we've even talked about on the podcast, but I can't think of any. He, in the hands of a lesser filmmaker, you would take all of these stories and you would start with story. You start by establishing narrative and then you build a plot and you build characters around it. And Lee Chang Dong does the exact opposite. And it's, right. par- and it's partly why his wide shots are so effective. He immerses you in a world... The contexts, the the social themes, or the themes and the social contexts, and introduces you to characters in a very methodically slow burn way. It is very observational, in the same way that Frederick Wiseman is observational. Mm-hmm. Like it, that doesn't mean that he's just sticking a camera there. Like right. you are, it it requires patience, it requires attention, and then forty five minutes later, you realize that you have been strapped into a narrative the entire time. Yeah. But as far as you knew. You were just getting acclimated into a world, yeah. Film- and that is the for me my maybe my favorite thing about him as a filmmaker. Yeah, I, every movie does that. I was I said this in the group chat, but it's like I like how every Lee Chang Dong movie like 
is prone to spoilers because there's always like two thirds of the way through. I call it like the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Like for a Lee Jang Dong movie, you're always waiting for the thing to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to like thrust it to the end. Like exactly. They and they all have that. Not a twist, but it's the final. They have their. You're first... right. They build character, and you and yeah, but and, and like so, Secret Sunshine, for example. Like I would be fine in that movie, just following her, and right. then but then the 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 thing happens. The the. His, I guess we can spoil it. Yeah, but can, but before we say that, can we just say we are talking also about Secret Sunshine, Poetry, and Oasis? Go ahead. Yeah, so, like, when her... I was waiting for the thing, and the thing is the son... He dies, right? Yeah. The he's son, he's yeah. kidnapped he's and kidnapped. killed. Kid, and right, and killed dies. by that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even without that, like, turn of a thing, it's just as engrossing, but he always... Yeah. Adds that Lee Chang Dong has his first act break an hour into the movie. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's great, and he also does this thing where he is very uh, subtly and secretly planting for a payoff later. Like Mm -hmm. all filmmaking is based on plants and payoff. Like when Jong Su opens the cabinet to the knives. Exactly. Mm -hmm. When when Jong Su opens the cupboard in Ben's bathroom and finds Mm -hmm. the bracelets, right? Mm -hmm. But in Secret Sunshine, it's when it's when our lead character and I don't have the names in front of you. When but when she gets home. And can't find June. Right. And then she just starts breaking down and sobbing outside. And it's almost like too histrionic. It's almost too melodramatic. And then he like pops out. He's like, ah, like they have a game. And and you don't even realize like what it's foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's actually, I I laughed when, when he popped in. I'm like, this is lovely. Like what a beautiful, gentle story about a mother and her son. (laughs) Yeah. And then he disappears. Yeah. But I love uh in like in when they're, uh, on the side of the road at the very beginning mm-hmm. when she knocks on the window and she tells him to get some fresh air, I was sure he was dead. The way that it's framed. And I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. And it's just like, all, you just see the top of his head in the car. Oh, in the, yeah, through the windshield. And uh, an LCD staple. I was, mm. I was sure that child was yeah. dead. It's yeah. so brutal he, when he, he builds it in to you think and when, when he, something's going to happen. When he gives mm-hmm. his the thing is going to Well, this happen. is where he I mean th- this is there are other examples of this but where he's subtly playing with genre and mm-hmm. twisting it upside down. I mean, Oasis is a romantic comedy for 30 minutes. Right. right. Even though the introduction yep. to it is brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about Oasis when we talk about Oasis, but all these movies are deeply harrowing in terms of the emotional journeys he sets yeah. his characters on, but he peppers, you know, in, in burning elements of a, of a of a psychological thriller, of a love triangle, in poetry. It's almost like poetry comes up before Gloria, but it's sort of that, you know, um, uh, woman of a certain age mm-hmm. discovering herself in poetry yeah. class, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden she's making payments, yeah. <laughs> like because her grandson raped and murdered a girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I want to talk about burning, but I, I know that burning. we're all prone. I mean, burning. maybe maybe we will just talk about this in context with all of them. But I'm, I, like, I, I'm so yeah. struck by the environments of toxic masculinity he builds and that in every single yeah. movie, he is he is showing how women who are either our protagonists or uh, victims are living under the thumb of patriarchy mm-hmm. and how exclusionary and violent um, and chauvinistic and misogynist, obviously, uh, that society is. I, I mean, in the... Nope, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. Um, no, sort of going off that, I just like how all of his movies are about like uh, people like cast aside or like outsiders. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, feeling very isolated with these protagonists, and you're completely in their orbit. Yeah, like especially with um, 
burning Secret Sunshine and poetry. And this, and I and, and even oh, Oasis hugely too. Oasis. I actually think Oasis distills that uh, ethos of focus best when our lead character is on his motorcycle and sees the uh, film crew that is shooting a car down the freeway mm-hmm. and he drives up next to them trying to figure out what they do and the first AD yells to get out of the shot and Lee Chang Dong takes those characters that most movies and most people would say get out of the shot this is not about you you, it is, you don't deserve to have the focus mm-hmm. of this story Th- those are who all his movies are about the people that we tell to get out of the shot and I love that observation about outsiders I mean you made that when we were going up to campus for Katie Hill um, and at that point, I guess I'd only seen poetry, um, but that colored the way I was watching the rest of these movies. And it's certainly apparent, but I find it very moving, Zero. Um, and that was the through line for me for the four we watched was just it being about people who they're feel outcast. like they're Amy out- doesn't they're- have any friends. Yeah. None. Literally. Right. And her family won't speak to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, Oasis is so obvious, like. They're both cast aside by their families. Mm-hmm. In the eyes of their are, families, they're both burdens. Right. And they are just desperate to get to each other. Like mm-hmm. it's so, so much so that, that he does it. fairly unforgivable things to her. Um I don't know if It's we, a relationship of necessity. Like they both need the other person and they're willing to accept any sort of bad Yeah behavior well and especially with him uh lee is not afraid to show how utterly despicable he is Mm -hmm. i mean as a as an audience member it's extremely frustrating to be stuck with that character for again 45 minutes (laughs) before we actually find out what's happening i really loathe him um and i appreciate and of course we've learned to see layers there with the character but i appreciate that he's not trying to make these people outcasts who um actually well let, let me how, how do i want to say this like he forces he he puts you in opposition to the protagonists uh or pro, i would just say just the male protagonist in in oasis in a way that really underlines the how ostracized he is the isolation of the character um and i don't know i think it's very complicated i think it has layers i think it's dark it's I think interesting, it's interesting you say that because i'm like i love him immediately i don't um I don't. He uh, the, he's been the convicted main guy of Oasis. Mm-hmm. He's been oh, convicted wow. of attempted rape. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any sympathy for him in the beginning of the film. Yeah, my sympathy doesn't come until much later in the movie. Yeah, I do grow to like him. Because Absolutely. Yeah, he becomes layered. But no, I was frustrated that first forty-five stick. I was like, oh my god, like this is it. this is who we're stuck with. Yeah, I loved it. Oh wow, happy happy about that for you. Thank you. <laughs> I um, love her. I love yeah. her introduction uh, with the bird and the butterfly. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most transcendent moments I, I, in the four films for me, and, and of anything I've the seen. The light recently. flickering and turns into well, the- that it that it starts with just this dove flapping around in the living room, and it seemed we we assume it's gotten out of a cage, and then uh, all of a sudden, like it, and we're following it for like a good minute, and then it just flutters like into a bedroom and turns into a reflection of light from the mirror that she's holding. Mm-hmm. Lee Ching Dong fucking loves light. He loves sunlight. This is what I'm saying. Back to Ben's point. I mean, the, the, that character, mm-hmm. she, she is playing with light and spreading it around this very oh, dark. When Jong Su's fucking, he sees the light. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. He got the light. But it's not even direct sunlight. It's bounced off the it's tower. Bounced it's off very, the it's tower. like a, a refracted, like mm-hmm. shimmering light. Mm-hmm. Does, does, does she have a picture of Barack Obama on her wall? 
I don't know. I think that be- wouldn't surprise I, me. I think because the way it's that Trump certain- is brought into it later, yeah. um, I was like, oh, is that is that is that Barack? He might be. What's that sound? Oh, it's just North Korea propaganda. It's just the North Korean propaganda. How fun. How fun. <laughs> what a blast. What a riot this movie oh is. Oh, my God. It's secretly the funniest movie of the year. <laughs> really I knew is. you were going to talk about this. It it's really so is. Talk funny. About I don't. I don't. I've never cried. There, It's just the humor of absurdity and mm-hmm. the humor of coincidence and it doesn't take away from any of the serious things it's dealing with. No. But there's just something you, Dad. so... It's just, it undercuts everything with like a ridiculous humor. Just how ridiculous life is. And that to me is Murakami. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's not that... There are some moments in Secret Sunshine, which is one of them... They're all fucking brutal, but mm-hmm. really dire. To quote Jong Soo in the film... To me, the world is a mystery. Yes. That line really sums up what this all is. of his works for mm. me, all four we watched. Mm-hmm. Just the absurdity of life yeah. and, and yeah, how, I don't know. How looking for an answer that you're never going to find is mm-hmm. actually where more of the meaning the meaning is. Like yeah. I mean the just except in the in the words of a serious man accepting the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'm sorry. What was I? I was going to say something else, but somebody else say something. Sorry, my bad. Um, I was just going to try to like take us through this movie a little bit because it's so weird. Let's try. We're to, going all over the place. Let's just go through it a little bit. So we start and we're at this fair. Basically, we're in the. What is Jung Soo doing there? He's a delivery delivering. boy, right? He's delivering. Um, and then they're he's like, a large adult delivery son. And then yes. Jaime's selling like capitalism. Yes. Yeah. I was, about, I was about to say if if we do go it beat by beat like this, then we have to rip apart the layers. And it like what Ben ultimately comes to re- represent gets set up in the beginning of the yeah. capitalism that model wealth as well. And that and that we how live, does he make money? And and also that we find out that the women who are you know uh, especially midriff and wearing very tight clothing to try mm-hmm. and attract people to come over to this booth and they're giving away free shit. Mm-hmm. We later find out like all of those women are doing that because they are so far up to their eyeballs in credit card debt that yeah. it is the it's really the only way to to be making a buck. Mm-hmm. This is and again, this is the thing that that Lee does. Like it's you don't even realize when you're watching a scene what he's showing you yeah. until thirty minutes later when another wrinkle of the story informs it. I mean, the yeah. causality. It's and it's not, obviously it's not like classic Hollywood cinema causality. Right. The plants and payoffs are not. They they are so much more emotionally direct, but they're not as literal. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how so yes, Ben, let's go through it. <laughs> well, yeah. I was just going to jump. I'm going to do a little jump. I love the way that... Are uh, we jumping through that, Burning? Uh, this isn't even really relate to Burning as much as it relates to his other movies, but I love the on the plants and payoffs, the way that he gets people into scenes together that another filmmaker wouldn't put in a scene together, such as... The haircut in Secret Sunshine. Oh boy! Um, oh boy! Oh boy! The... And also in poetry, when she goes to the farm and mm-hmm. meets the mother of the victim. Yep. And but like more so in that is when she when she chooses to talk to her. No, when they're in the 
when she comes later and they've already met and right. there's the yes. second meeting. Yes, yes. And, and she excuses there He's able to just like put two people in a room that have a certain history and that gives it so much gravity. It's, uh, yeah. it's dramatically ripe. It's so taut. Mm-hmm. And th- this is where like, because he, I, I think that he lulls you into his films by building these worlds around characters, you do forget that you are working through um, deeply regimented story beats mm-hmm. here. That's a terrible way to say it, but I can't think of what I mean. Like the intentionality of his story beats are, yeah. they actually hit harder than classic Hollywood. Right. Um, which, which is so, uh, why am I only thinking of the word regimented? But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, I mean, and I'm sorry, and 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 those types of dramatic encounters. That yeah. this is where I'm getting at here. Like that, that is, it almost is more is more like uh, built for the stage, <laughs> just yeah. in that the 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 intensity of uh, conflict and emotions and the like, the inescapability of having two people there and having to have that confrontation. Yeah. I feel like most movies in the hands of a lesser filmmaker, like, would be too scared to. Yeah get into a confrontation like that. And if they did, we wouldn't believe it because it would be too built on emotional fireworks. Yeah. Whereas in Secret Sunshine, when she gets the haircut, what's so much more affecting is that she lets her start to cut her hair. Mm-hmm. And then she just walks out without yeah. saying anything. Yeah. And then she's got the half haircut. And this is like, I, I do think a lot of the humor in this movie comes from, and having not read the source material, but the humor is very Murakami-esque mm-hmm. to me. But it also, I mean, but it's also deeply Lee. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it in Secret Sunshine, the haircut, and then she runs into the, uh, the, the Christian, yeah, 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 the shop owner. She's like, "What happened to your hair?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, because half of her hair is missing, you know. And then she's like, "Oh, I ended up design redesigning my interior, just like you said." I love that. I just love in Secret Sunshine, like, like I was saying earlier, before like the turn happens, like even just watching her trying to like start life anew, like start a new life for herself, like she wanted to get rid of like her past and yeah. and start fresh, and she's dealing with these like bitchy like. <laughs> Like when the women the are first like haircut. talking yeah. about her. Yeah. yeah, the first haircut. Their women are talking about her. But then they her. all become friends. For a while. For a little bit. But for, for how great... It, okay, so th- there's a match cut that I love in Secret Sunshine when um, when all of the women are out doing karaoke and, and doing dinner and getting drinks. And this is the night that uh, her son June is kidnapped. And we have the match cut from all of them like in this... And again, I think of wide shots. I don't think of close-ups. Uh, like I think of a lot—not negative space, but I think of a lot of like details all over the place. Yeah. But he cuts from like this, you know, very—I uh, don't want to say cramped, just like very enmeshed uh, shot of all of the women together, like doing karaoke, to them all exiting and like going to the cab. Yeah. And there's a perfect symmetry to it that is just so striking to I me. I remember that. But but just the. the how he's able to veer between tones so seamlessly and so, so seamlessly and so suddenly as soon as she gets home and we're in a wide shot where she's completely empty and you contrast that with how crowded the wide shots were before mm-hmm. it, it that is art like he is just such a master visual storyteller like the absence has already foreshadowed as soon as she walks in yeah that that he is not there right yeah mm so keep taking us through burning so, or attempt. So then Hamie is doing pantomime. At the, oh, Peeling the a tangerine. Oh, she the wants tangerine. the tangerine. She that plays fucking the scene. She throws the ball up in the air and she catches it. She's very good at it. Um, very good pantomime. Very skilled mime. And what this represents is the art of cinema. And that we 
just we can believe what we want to believe. Seeing is believing. Mm-hmm. If you believe there is a tangerine there, what did you say? You just have to want it badly enough, something yeah. like that. Something, and along those lines. you have to forget that it's not. Forget that not it's there. not. Not not there. Not there. Forget it's that well. It's, it's, it's like it's like the cat. What he's saying yeah. later. It's like so. I'll just forget that the cat isn't mm-hmm. here. Oh my god, the cat! And then it is there. Did you? Daniel have a strong emotional response when he calls for the cat and he says boil and it runs right up to him. Of course I did. Absolutely. Ah! I was already on board with this movie and I'm thrilled that 2018 is the year of cat shit under a bed first mm. of all with this and can you ever forgive oh, me? Oh my gosh. How True. fun. And, and and taking cat seriously as deep and trenchant and urgent emotional wavelengths in a film. Yes. But yes, when he is calling boil it's back. the year of the cat. We've said it. It's official. Wow. That really upset I me. Mean, that scene really upsets me because whether or not whether or not she's dead and she is right, but or whether or not he's killed her, mm-hmm. the fact that her apartment has been completely changed into this like very mod, very Gognum like apartment, whereas before it was messy and idiosyncratic. Um, he stole her cat and now she's missing. And maybe maybe she actually ran away. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't tell Jung Su, please take care of my cat. And right. that's why Ben continues to see Jung Su because if he did kill her, why unless he's a sociopath and truly so removed with this classified and this sense of invincibility, why does he continue to allow Jung Su to be in his life? Yeah. yeah, you can see it both ways. But I choose to believe that he killed her because we should all eat the rich. And the scene where when when Boyle comes running into his arms, that was just a punch in the gut to me. The the interest interesting. Thing. I wanted him to walk right out of there with that cat. I bet you did too. Oh yeah. But the other thing is like me and Ben were texting about this. It's like cats don't react to their names. You know what I mean? So just it, so that's the nebulous like it could it you don't know. Yeah. You don't know if that's Boyle. It, it, Seems like it could be, in but Mar- it could also in- just be another cat. Cats are magic in Murakami's work, <laughs> so like it, 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 it doesn't. I, right, like it doesn't have to be literal. Um, like it is a, it is a deep emotional bond, and it is, and it is absurd. But the world is absurd, and life is built on coincidences and mm-hmm. timing, and and and. What I love about the Wind Up Bird Chronicle, anyway, is that it's getting at a lot of things. One thing it's getting at is that there is this world just beneath the surface of our everyday lives where we are just driving to work and we're getting our coffee and we're meeting up with our friends and we're going to the movies and we're going home and then we do it all over again. That There is this, not even necessarily another world, just like another dimension that is happening at the same time in the same space. And so the cat like responding to that get it gets at this 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 second Opens story of what's that. going on. I mean, the whole movie, it's almost like Conrad. Like it's, Jong-Soo is discovering this secret world and descending deeper and deeper into it. But it's fairly banal. Like it, 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 these are these are upper class uh, apartment spaces. These are uh, these are just streets. And are we in Busan? Where are we? I think we're in Seoul. We're in, we're in Seoul. Sorry, yeah, we're in Seoul. Um, I only think that because it's farther north. It's than Seoul. Busan. It's you're right. It's because it's in Gangnam is the district that Ben lives in. It's Seoul. Um, but um, these are like everyday everyday places. Everyday faces, everyday faces, places. But because we are on this, we are on this emotional wavelength, and we're on this mystery that is dependent on secrets, and that no one would believe it if you were to actually say what you think is going on. And yet, everything that is happening is confirming your suspicion mm-hmm. that this other thing is going on. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so the cat makes me think of that. <laughs> totally. No, that makes sense. It's like that. It's like that crack into the scene, that underbelly. Yeah. And reality. of course, of course, this is present in poetry. This is present yeah. in Secret Sunshine. It's all there. But I, 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 let me just get out of the way because I am going to keep talking about Murakami and I don't mean to say it's not Lee as well. But the marriage of Lee Chang Dong and Haruki Murakami is fucking brilliant to me. Like it is Nicole Hall of Center and Mariel Heller. Like, but also um, it, it is more in that David Fincher, Gillian Flynn vein of, on paper, seemingly, you know, two different types of storytellers. I mean, Murakami is certainly more outwardly working with genre, but he's subverting it just like Lee is. Like, Murakami has more of a sense of humor, but like we just said with Secret Sunshine, like, there are these elements through Lee's films. Both are humanist. Like, it's just a wonderful marriage between... Uh, and, of course, Murakami didn't write the script, but just uh, of the source material mm-hmm. yeah. um, and director. Daniel... Uh... Say your theory of the ending. I want to see if Ben had thought of this. I don't necessarily think this is true, but we have no. F- but it's your thought. We we, your- we 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 have we have Jong Su in bed. Uh, we we think that uh, we we find out that he's alone, and then we fade to black, and then we come up, and he's typing on his laptop, mm-hmm. and then we get the wide shot from outside. Um, I thought the movie was going to end there. And then for the first time, we flip to Ben's perspective, and then we have the murder. And so it's the question, and, and we've never actually seen Jung Su writing this story. Mm-hmm. So there's the question. And we've of, never the, been from Ben's perspective. The, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So then we get the question of whether or not everything from the shot of him typing is mm-hmm. happening, right? Or if it is the story that he's writing, if if it's what he wants to do to Ben, if it, it, it you know and what I mean? Do you wonder if anything has happened in the? That's story? the other thing. I was thinking that too. I, I'm like, for all we know, the like, it, it's very Mulholland Drive. Like this movie is deeply apartment. surreal. Why would he be in Hamie's apartment at this point in the story? Unless yes, it's his apartment. Yes, yes. Okay, well, so, well, hold on. There, so there, there's I, a simple the, the explanation. I, I I agree with you, but there there is an explanation that works in the world that films yes. were meant to believe, which is that he is clearly he's gotten in because the landlady has yeah, let him in. I, but why does he keep going back? It could uh, be because he he's longing when, for him for, or because it's his apartment. Yeah. When there is that weird cut where not weird cut, but the cut to him suddenly in Jaime's apartment, and we're to assume that the landlord let her in. Yeah, I thought, oh, is this a like Fight Club thing where like. Jaime never existed yeah. and it was mm-hmm. Jong Su the whole time. Yeah. I thought that. We it's very Mulholland Drive to me. I mean, yeah, I yeah. wasn't, ex- I certainly quickly realized how hypnotic the film was. I didn't expect it to be as surreal as it was. Yeah. Yeah. It is Lee's most, and well, Oasis has some surreal moments, but. I think it has more, more magical realism moments. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, sure. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I said this to Ben. It, uh, burning almost goes back to Oasis just because you're right. Magical surrealism. I mean, magical realism and surrealism are different, but, but there's co- plenty of there's, commonality there's there more in those two movies than in his middle two. Yeah. Poetry and secret. Yeah. It's I, that, uh, mm. Tiffany had a, sh- mm. he does. I want to get you an Advil, Ben. I want to rub your yeah. temple. I mean, I don't even have a headache anymore. I'm just exhausted now. Yeah. Um, I want to, Give you that Mad Men shot, Thank <laughs> right you. in the ass, I know. right in the butt. Whew. Um, Whew. I lost it. I I'm know. sorry. Okay, someone else speak. Mm. Sure, speak. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we talk? Stephen Young is hot. Hey, why don't we, why don't we go ahead and True. why don't we talk we, about the hots in the film? We can talk about the hots. Uh, this is certainly. I'm just kidding. I feel like we talk about hots more than than usual, uh, or we usually talk more about hots than we are today. Why don't we go ahead and talk about the chapter of the film, where which is 
one of the more concrete turns, which is when Ben and Jaime come to um, Jong Su's farmhouse and have that uh, night together, which includes mm-hmm. the dance. The scene. The dance. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Because mm-hmm. that is one of the most um, pregnant parts of the film. Ben, you said this, and I agree. It's the scene of the year. It is the scene of the year. So, what I. Well, I haven't seen Boo Street Aroma, but. It's the scene of the year. I'm going to, I mean, Beale Street does also have one of the scenes of the year, but I think this is the scene of the year. Um, I can't wait. I'm going to frame this in why. I don't know that Ben did not kill her, but I I hope he didn't because I don't want her to be like a footnote in someone else's story. And that's what this whole section is about. Um... That she's living her own story mm-hmm. that is completely disentangled yeah. from this t- show of competition, toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, homosexual hierarchy, the boat the trivia of it all. Yeah. And then yeah. Jaime just actually disappeared by her own volition. It was yeah. just like, bang. That's what I hope. I, or I hope even, that too. Or even if she literally killed herself, I wonder. But, it was, but I would like it choice, to be her, her choice. I, I would like and that too. That And I, li- I would like to believe that because I think that makes the film more... Interesting, because then Ooh, it's just layered. about Jong Su's paranoia and like yeah. that. Uh, His sense of what impotence. We saying, yeah, sense of impotence. Well, it's not we even impotence; it's just beta male, right? Toxic, yeah. Yeah. toxic masculinity He's the in a sense. In his moment with Hamie, the ghost Hamie. He's the little spoon. He's oh, the, the movie's so gay. Too. I do. It's, it's, it's super gay. gay, and people want to tell me that it's not gay. It's, and I'm like, I got. Well, I don't want to be. It's not Stephen Young. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the gay. gay who like sells us all out. But it is I, gay. I, I don't think that it is gay. I read it as gay. I was watching it, and I and like I was saying it's before we got on my. It's hard to not read it as the gay. Only, the Stephen only Young problem and that, Ewan's faces get so close to each other. The only problem with so the movie, close. and it's not a real problem, the only real problem with the movie is that the two male leads are so fucking hot. They never kiss. That they never kiss. It's, it's the <laughs> with, faces it's get the with so no close. and I problem. They never kiss. Their faces get so close. And there, here's the thing, like, I do like what this movie, I, I like the way that this movie situates you in jong head when it comes to uh, just the feeling of loving someone who won't love you back. But at the same time, I don't even think he knows her. <laughs> like, I yeah. think he knows Ben so much more deeply. The real uh, emotion, like the, the real romance, the real romance or just the relationship to invest in here is between jong and Ben, because yeah. they're the only people who actually know each other. I mean, Ben is a sociopath, but it's like jong knows that about him. And Ben, you know, chuckles when jong says that he's in love with Jaime. And it's yeah. it, he, the reason he does that is because he sees exactly. Mm-hmm. He's it, just a lonely kid. Yeah. Who, has just had sex for the first time. Exactly. And he's grown attached. Exactly. Um, so that scene, Hamie just calls and she's like, we're coming. We're on our way. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like driving up. <laughs> the way that I interpret that that phone call, because she's like, we're two minutes away. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Ben told her like, don't call him until we're on the road. Yep. Like, I want to totally. catch, I want to catch this pig fucker mm. like while he's shoveling shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's oh, why I yeah, find Ben to be just the most chilling villain. Like, uh, he really so upsets good. me. He really upsets me. And he I really... credit to Stephen Yoon, credit to Lee, credit to Lee and the co-writer whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. It is it it is a really effective and um, 
beguiling, like I said earlier, uh, piece of character the development. Beguiled. Yeah. We are the beguiled. There's literally a pull quote on the poster. Beguiling. Oh, hell yeah. That's hell right. yeah. You're right. There is. So, Which poster? Uh, oh. Is it the one with her arms? No, it's the one with him running. Thank you very much. The running. I love when he runs. Uh, He's running. He's running. He's running. running. Jung-Soo is running. Uh, he I is wish. running. I just want to quickly, before we get away from this, I like to think that I like to think that Jaime also, if, if she left this mortal quill, she did it of her own choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe yes. she ran away and gave away Boyle to Ben and said, don't tell Jung-Soo, it's going to break him. Ben's Boyle. But I think that if yeah. you look at, and not that, it's not always fair to take the worldview of a filmmaker's other films and apply it to this one, but I do think that in the four films that we watched for this, there are plenty of similarities in worldview. Um, in all four of them, but specifically in poetry with the gaggle of dads and secret sunshine with the gaggle of dads, just at the, again, going back to toxic masculinity, but that these chauvinists do have the power. Mm-hmm. And ultimately the women in these worlds are uh, as much as we, and that's what I love about poetry and secret sunshine is that they are their stories, but yeah. in the worlds they're living in, the men make the decisions <laughs> And so it doesn't necessarily square up. Like, like my the optimist in me wants Jaime to be in charge of her own life and leave of her own accord. But because of how unforgiving and, yeah. and bleak uh, the systems of gender inequality uh, exist in these films, yeah. I I tend to be a little more pessimistic yeah. about her fate and burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said I hope she. Gets- Oh, I'm not saying that you're oh, wrong, yeah. and, and and I agreed with you. I hope too. I'm just I, I'm just saying it because we're on, we're talking about that part of it, and mm-hmm. it, this might be a good opportunity for for someone to bring up the fact that in all of these films, like the men have do have the power. Yeah, yeah, yes. So Ben turns Miles Davis on in his car. Ben mm-hmm. is back, and Amy gets up, mm-hmm. and she takes her shirt off, and she dances in the sunset, and it's the saddest thing you've ever seen. Also a clever homage to Napoleon Dynamite with the uh, with the handbird <laughs> up against the sunset. Fair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she goes inside, and the sun. And it's really clever continues. the way that it uses silhouette, and then like it'll swoop around, and then you can actually see her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very well done. Playing with light. very good cinematography. And then I agree. When it continues to John Sue and. Um, Ben's conversation Damn. and the sun continues to set and mm-hmm. just gets darker exactly. and darker and darker as you're listening. Do you want to know how long it took them to shoot that? How long? A month. Wow. Whoa. To get the light right? Because you can only shoot for 20 minutes a day. I was thinking about that too. I mean, so much of this movie takes place at Golden Hour. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They shot it for a fucking month. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. The sun is not out in the last scene of this film. I mean, the the yeah. film goes the and it starts with very bright, vivid colors. You're right, it does. And as the film goes on, the color is drained. And I, I don't that's think a, the I don't, sun goes away. Yeah, and I don't think that's done in post Ooh. or anything. I think that's why it takes a month. Ooh, Ooh. let the sun shine out. Let oh. the sun shine out. Um, and then he's like, he calls Hammy a whore. Oh yeah. Yes, and this uh, and, and that's the last we see. Her. That's the mm-hmm. last we see. And I think that, I mean, that's that's what am I trying to say? That's like the worldview there. Is that's the, what I was about. The to men say. and yeah, that's what they think. Why do you take your clothes off so easy in front of men? And oh, he yeah. has his opinion of what that means, and it 
he doesn't like that it belittles him because it means he wasn't special. Mm -hmm. This is partly what I find so fascinating about the crafting of Jong Su as a character. Like he is a sympathetic protagonist, but mm-hmm. he is as much of as it's much as part of the problem as mm-hmm. Ben is in mm-hmm. his own way. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Couldn't remember what I was. And Amy doesn't respond when he calls her a whore. And then he, she, she never just, like, returns. She just kind of gives him a little smile, like, "I see you, bitch." Yeah. And then she leaves. She exits the film. At the exact halfway moment. It's an extraordinary... Pro- I mean, all three leads are extraordinary in this movie, but I love her. She's my supporting actress. Number one. Absolutely remarkable. It's really the, when, when, special. I mean, She's we, never acted before. I know. First time. That's wild. And we haven't... We I forget ha- how he came upon her. I've Fate. Heard, I've heard the story because he spoke at, at the TIFF. The, I, I love, obviously... And I... And I I'm going to wait till the end of the year to say scene of the year, but you've already seen a lot more of the movies than I have this year. It is up there for me. It is, I guess for me, like maybe the mule is going (laughs) to, the mule's really going to have that. The the scene of Clint sobbing at the wheel is already my scene of the year. I think for me, it's like, Mm. I've talked to you guys about this before and I was talking about it with my brother earlier today. Like when a single drops before an album, and the single is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. It is the best song on the album. And then the album drops. And you decide to say that the best song of the album is a different song, even though undeniably that is the best song on the Sick. album. Uh-huh. Right. So I kind of feel similarly about uh, the dancing scene at sunset and in uh, burning. And that when I think of the movie, that's not the scene I think about. Like I think about a lot of other moments, but when I reflect upon it, that scene is transcendent in a way that it's few things are. Yeah. So I think that scene is the single. It is. It is I the agree. single. I held my breath the second time I saw it, and then I started weeping, and I didn't stop until the movie ended. And this is fascinating to me. Like, well, I haven't seen it a second time, so I won't. I, I won't. I won't presuppose to know what you mean. But um, I'll probably be seeing it, seeing it again within the week or two. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I'm gonna see this probably two more times. See it a million times. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna Just have it on a loop. <laughs> In the I'm background. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to have it on a loop in my brain. Oh, yeah. Put um, it on a loop in your brain. <laughs> We're all losing it. Burning has broken. I know. We have, been, well, how, how are we on time? We're 25 it, minutes. <laughs> An hour. <laughs> I'm like ready to wrap it. I, th- I think. <laughs> no, we need to go at least I think 20 more minutes. <laughs> I think we can move on to the other films. We already have. <laughs> we have. I. I definitely wanted to keep talking. I mean, I'm, it's, this is group therapy. I mean, I've had a rough day and I attribute most of it to watching Burning yesterday. Yeah. Um, it, it broke me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it broke me wide open and I'm struggling to put the pieces back together. And you know, like when, when you're in the middle of doing something because I did have a day today, like I was doing things, like the second that you get back to silence, like where, you know, your brain could go to a million different things. Every single time I have, and I'm that is not hyperbole. Literally every single time today that I had a moment to sit, mm-hmm. I feel my chest cave in. Yeah, and I think about burning. That was me yesterday. Yeah. Welcome. It's We're not going to go dead. away. I mean, it's and and I I have been holding very steadfastly to Zama as my favorite movie of the year, but ultimately. This movie made me feel <laughs> like, and, and also, I mean, Zama is a fucking masterpiece and it's, I still think it's the second best movie of the year, but burning is unparalleled. It's one of the best, it's one of the best movies I've literally ever seen in my life. Yeah. 
which is true about three of the four uh, Lee movies we watched. Fucking love Oasis, yeah. but I mean, pu- you know, you guys remember that meme on Twitter about like name the director had the best three movie run. I mean, we have to talk about Secret Sunshine poetry burning. There it is. That's it. Yeah, that's they're all masterpieces. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's Raging Bull. The king of comedy after hours, but okay. <laughs> sure, fine, absolutely. I mean, it just is, period. I, I love the king of comedy. You know, I think it's Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, actually. <laughs> that is such a good troll. Uh, I think it's Eighth Grade, Eighth Grade Two, and God, uh, The Hobbit 4, which will be Bo Burnham's third movie. Oh, wow. What the flying... Eighth Fuck. grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. That's the best three movie run. Um, let's talk about. Let me pull up my notes for Secret Sunshine. So, um, let's talk about when she's slicing that apple. Just like the end of Late Spring. Is she slicing an apple? The dad is slicing an apple. Does he slit his wrist? No, but it's oh my gosh, good. I, I was at work after the fade out. He could have slit his wrist. One of my jobs in, entails some box cutting, mm. and I accidentally like <gasps> nicked my my wrist a little bit. I wanted to text y'all, and be and like, I just but you hadn't finished. You run outside <laughs> and just like. <laughs> This is me now. You didn't, you didn't. You hadn't finished Secret Sunshine at the moment, but I wanted to text everyone. Ah, oh, shit! I just Secret Sunshined my wrist. Oh, I keep been ac- really dark. Yeah, I keep accidentally doing that. My roommate built this beautiful bench that is also a storage cabinet mm-hmm. in my living room, but I'm not. And I sit on it when I put my shoes on before I leave, and I always sit on the corner. And when I reach down to tie my laces, every single time I just graze my the soft part of my wrist, like right on the corner. Ugh. And I think that's going to be it for me. Very blood and black lace. Slits them up. A lot of just bloody lacy blood. Okay. Cut that. (laughs) No, you can keep that. That's fine. I'm going to keep that in. (laughs) No, that's good because I'm going to bring up blood and black lace at the end of the show. So, yes. Oh, are you bringing it up at the end of the program? I'm going to plug another program. No. Okay. You're never going to watch it. No, it's fine. We We will talk about it for about 15 seconds at the end of the program. Secret Sunshine. All right. Let me just get this out of the way. The shot. My notes. I'm. I don't write about movies anymore. I might have to write about Secret Sunshine. I took so many fucking notes, and not just like I like when this happens. I am so deeply invested in what he is interrogating there. Like, I, I have a lot to talk about, but I will just say the shot when June is interned in the tomb, and the metal grate comes sliding down, and as that happens, the grandmother who is crying and wailing and weeping, mm-hmm. we see her reflection in the grate rise up as it comes down. Yeah. And that's why all these movies are cinematic. Like, like he he's yeah. fooling you into thinking it's naturalism. Just mm-hmm. and the reason I bring up Frederick Wiseman earlier on this idea of observ- observational filmmaking is that implies that there's not actually any affect or intentionality behind where you're placing your camera, mm-hmm. which is wild. If you're watching, even from Frederick Weisman's first movie, when you, when he is focusing on the cigarette that has the ash that could drop into the soup that the patient is eating, like it, it's very intentional. And when I think about a scene like, or a shot like that in secret sunshine, like it's, it's poetic and it's mm-hmm. crafted. Um, it, it, I mean, I realize it sounds stupid, but my point is, is that it is crafted. Yeah. Um, the reason, I mean, he has this ability to like build effortless empathy and also build extremely bleak worlds. And you don't, I think, and this is true about burning too, but certainly with poetry, like I left poetry so drunk on empathy, but then when I'm reflecting on the film, it is unbearable 
unbearably sad. I mean, yeah. the context oh that she's... the protagonist finds her in is, I mean, she's between rock and a hard place is, is charitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has to fucking like throw her grandson in jail. Cause he's a monster. She's, she's having to do the work. She's having to do the emotional labor. That's not the right way to put it, but she is having to clean up the mess of the men in her life. Which, yeah. When she should be enjoying the end of her life and taking yeah. her poetry class and getting, reaching transcendence and looking at that apple. Um, just trying to, she's just trying the to poetry out. She's trying to let the sunshine in and let the poetry out. Yes. So um, we have to talk about religion and secret sunshine. Oh, do we need to talk about uh, religion and secret sunshine? Um, I love the scene where she is screaming and she finds Jesus. I just like her chest pains Mm -hmm. throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. She has chest pains from being so fucking sad. She has chest pains when she finds God. Her heart is full, so there's still some sort of feeling in her chest Mm -hmm. when she finds God. And then she realizes... God doesn't give a fuck about anyone. Mm-hmm. Her chest hurts again. Just, it's never, she's never, she's never at peace. Even when she finds God, she's not yeah. she's manic. The, the, the movie, she's manic. The movie yeah. is a story of sainthood, and it reminds me a lot of Breaking the Waves and the way that you lined up there. Oh. oh I wow. think that a lot of Lee Cheng Dong movies are about congregation, certainly between poetry and Secret Sunshine, with the poetry classes, with the with the church of it all. Mm-hmm. But in this, when he he's getting into... With the barn burning. With the barn burning, yes, of course, this is a collective activity. Um, but all, all of the dinner parties, you yeah. know, congregation, right. collective activities. But... Um, Actually, yeah, I guess you could talk about barn burning in this. I know you're joking, but like the the sense of purpose that one derives from it, it's like ultimately we're reaching towards transcendence. But oh, you, when Hamie is doing the little hunger, great hunger dance. And great the, example. And the people, the I was friends say, are just staring see, at her. See, and this is the thing. Oh I, my God, when Stephen Young looks, looks at, he, yeah, looks at looks over and he's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the two times he yawns when he's <laughs> with his people and he's just like, and then he looks over at Jung Soo. Oh my it's God. Great. Yeah, he's like it was so. It's so romantic between the two of them. Yes, yeah. It's like Lady Bird. The two, your person, the person you're staring at it from across the room. Francis Ha. Francis Ha. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I thought of that Mm. quote from Francis Ha when that Mm. moment. They're in love to me. I'm sorry. I that's the only way. Not in love, but like I can only read it. I think there's a slightly romantic between. I read it in two ways. I I think that's there. The connection between them is there. I also read it as the sociopathy and two faced nature of Ben, which is that he, which is why we. I mean, you could be bored by the girl you're seeing, but you want to keep her around because you want to sleep with her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you could have plucked a potential victim and you want to keep her interested, right. but you ultimately don't care about her. Either way, he's yawning because he's embarrassed and thinks it's stupid and then signals to jong Su like, oh yeah, like this girl that like, isn't she kooky? Yeah, check yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah but, I, but I think it's performative, but it, it also is this secret shared moment between the two of them. So it both like works mm-hmm. for their connection, but he's at the like same time it speaks to... flirting with jong Su in a way. Yes, I, or think, not I, think it's both. I think it's both. They're just he, sharing a moment yeah. that no one else is sharing. Exactly, which is inherently romantic to And me. neither of them share the moment with Hamie. Exa- this is what I mean. Right. That, that's the, that's they don't the, look that's the relationship I mean, he, of the movie. He is bas- ben is basically tempting John Sue to like, he's like luring him in. Mm-hmm. I agree. God, fuck me. It's good. I agree. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ, it's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, religion and secret sunshine. Just that when she pops in the disc, 
Think about it. This, she's so thrilled with herself mm. when she steals the CD. When she steals the CD and then puts it in the player and Vary it's the ice playing storm. over. Mm. God damn it! I need to see this fucking. Oh, movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brandon. I forgot that you hadn't seen it. That was very. That was a very well, Ben line. That's delivery. my bad. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not actually sorry. Just kidding. Just that I'm going. To I say. mean, in all of his movies, there are these moments of transcendence. Everyone is searching for a greater meaning. I mean. Or just just some semblance of what's going on, right? And like we were saying earlier with burning, like it's not the destination, it's the journey, right? And, and when you think about when you think about the protagonist in Secret it's the Sunshine, chasing the barns, it's not the burning of the barns. <laughs> it's about it's the finding. It's the, the scouting of the barns, not the scorching of the barns. That's right. Ooh, so I, I I kind of am upset I didn't bring my laptop, but I had to come straight from something because I I want to know the lead actress in Secret Sunshine mm. because she is extraordinary. Her name is. While you're pulling up, Jun Do Yun, unfucking believable, and the lead actress in poetry is also extraordinary. But, mm-hmm. and her name is Yun Jun Hee. But I want to say about transcendence is that you can't force it, and mm-hmm. what she finds out in this faith journey she's on when she decides, before she's ready, that she's going to go forgive her son's murderer, mm-hmm. and then she discovers that he's also found God. Mm-hmm. And oh, don't worry about it. I've already absolved myself. Even in a non-religious when, context, that is the worst response to get from an apology. Yes. Yeah. To be like, yeah, the, I'm good. Yeah. The, I'm in, already yeah. good. The, oh, absolutely. Yes. I thought of that too. It's not even about, it's not it's about. It's not religion. It's yeah. just that he's good. Right. Yeah. But because she has, she has put her chips into this yeah. system. Yes. Uh, and, and, and for her to offer absolution and offer faith. And then when she realizes, or, or uh, I didn't mean to say faith, but we know what I mean. Forgiveness. Um, when she realizes that even that is out of her hands, mm-hmm. I mean, this this is a story. She thinks this is the moment that's going to save her. Yes, this she is a saint. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is the story of a saint. Yeah, and she. The what were we gonna say? Just the look on her face. That's what I was gonna. Yeah, is, the she does so much with so little because she's not really revealing that she's heartbroken, but you can tell she is. You can tell. So that's so much of. I mean, it's it's John Dealman. I mean, like she's she's not giving it to you literally. Right. She's not even doing it expressively, mm-hmm. but it's there, but and you it's know the, it. And, it, and it, and it's this accumulation of uh, of grief, of frustration, of being you know blocked, and then eventually it erupts. Yeah. By the way, and everyone also, else is. Did everyone else notice burning ends the same way as John Dealman? Go ahead. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my I wish god. it was scissors. Jong Su, why didn't you use he scissors? Him? I wish oh, I wish Jong Su had scissored Ben. Ah, oh, me too. Mm. Mm. And um, burning too, burning again. <laughs> Still burning. <laughs> Still burning. Burning again. <laughs> Sorry, you were in the middle of a point. I burning too. Burnt. Starring Cradley Booper. Remember I, that movie? Burnt. 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 Yeah, I remember Burnt. Cradley Booper plays a shit. God, I loved that movie. It's so <laughs> bad. Sienna Miller is like a, she's like the broad. She's like a plucky yeah. sous chef. Yeah. Let me get your sauces, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> if this was one of those shows where like we were to like do an audio snippet before our theme uh, song, it would be, would be it would be that. <laughs> What did you say? Let me get those sauces, Cooper. Oh my God! Sorry, Booper. 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 Let me get those sauces, Booper. 
Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus. With a rat on her shoulder. Is it really called burnt? Burnt with a T. <laughs> And it burnt, was, that is burnting, burnting, <laughs> and it it like there were posters of it with so many different names. Yeah, it was, it was like, called like Scorch. It was like Chef. Chef at some point, and it was called just the character's name like Jean John, John Dealman or whatever. Yes. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. I think that's literally the tagline. Um, <laughs> no, for a long time it was literally called like Sam Jones. Yes, <laughs> literally. <laughs> 23 Fulton Street, Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts, 1975. God, what a movie. I, uh, um, what a wait, film. You were saying something. It's too late. It's my fault. I'm, Again. I've already, I can't even finish any sentence when I'm already on it right at this moment I, in my life. I, I, I'll, this I'll, juncture I'll, as I enter my 30s. I'll offer a prompt that I'm sure none of us, including myself, will be able to answer because I don't know the answer to it. But watching Secret Sunshine. I will. I hope, I hope that you do. It. Actually, I don't even know what the question is I'm posing. But when you listen to the way that actors, and especially Stephen Yun on this uh, press tour, speak about director Lee, it is hugely reverential. I mean, he is a deity to them. Yeah. Um, the, the, putting their trust in his hands and allowing them to guide them reminds me so much of the faith journey in Secret Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Like the All of the actors in these films are able to achieve such a deep and soulful grace in in, the, in those performances that it really can only come from some sort of faith that actor is putting in director and mm-hmm. vice versa yeah and that's really it i don't i don't even know what my question is but like i was really struck the by that journey that, in, that the actors take it, the the journey the that way they, that they they follow they that, follow lee like they followed christ or god like right like the or the, the barns the or the barns the holy barn the goes. emotional journey and that the characters take or poetry mirror yes my devotion to poetry well that's the other thing there's an importance of the arts and uh in all of these films uh and that and that that is elevating the human condition but brandon you were sorry um, i'm sorry you were speaking um william faulkner so i think i've just oh i love how literary bernie is well the well doesn't um doesn't the story of what's happening reflect a faulkner story yeah bar murakami's burning is Faulkner. Not based on Faulkner's barn burning, but it's their, their sister story. And, and then when, when Jong Su calls Ben great the great Gatsby. It mm-hmm. makes sense on And on, when he's looking out over that's like Gatsby looking across the the green. To yeah, the green absolutely. Light with the North the with the North Korean propaganda blaring yeah. even. How there, fun. It, there's also like something with Murakami, like just to get very surfacey and shallow about it, but Murakami is obsessed with Western pop culture mm. and infusing it with this Eastern sensibility, and then it becomes hugely global. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know until after the film that Murakami's short story was influenced by Faulkner, but just the book of Faulkner short stories itself and that mm-hmm. Faulkner is like he just feels like a Murakami protagonist. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I think what I was trying to say was like the 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 loyalty, the dedication that the the, the characters have, that the actors the actors characters have is the faces and the places. The faces and the places mirrors the actors' loyalty to Lee Chang Dong. Yes, I don't know. You already said that. That is yeah, how I, I feel, agree. and I don't know if that means anything at all, mm-hmm. but just. But I think he brings that out of his. Well, actors. every movie's a documentary of its own making. Absolutely. Wow. But 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 going back to something I was saying Who's earlier, that? like 
all of the characters are searching for some sort of concrete meaning, just some answer to the dilemma that they're in, and Lee never gives it to us. Um, all the movies are slippery, burning most so, but isn't that the isn't that the faith quest in general? Yeah, I mean, and, and folks who really are committed to their faith, not so much in the uh, in the bigotry uh, of I mean, or the dogma, but that faith is about accepting a mystery like faith mm. is about accepting the lack of answers and to me the world is a mystery yes this is what i'm getting at thank, thank you. you yeah thank you jong su thank you i want to i just want to bring up something that a line that was said in oasis that made me think just, about the three of us oh, baguettes uh -oh. oh do say and uh -oh. it's uh, i believe it's the brother speaking to the protagonist <clears throat> let people finish first oh. and then talk oh <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we don't do that. There's another line that I loved that isn't has nothing to do with I thought I was going to be chastising him for taking the car out on a Sunday because I've stolen so many cars. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I think that it might be right after that or it might be another moment. I don't know. And then I do want to talk about the car for a second. But one character says to him, like, hey, why are you like this? <laughs> oh. Something I ask myself all the time. I love the scene of the two of them waltzing through traffic. I do too. And it's what I wanted to get from the first shot or the first scene in La La Land. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's so good. I, I, I'm... Speaking of waltzing in traffic, the protagonist in poetry and Secret Sunshine just like cross the street haphazardly and cars like that's right. almost hit them. I think like, that's just how oh my God. people cross the street there. It, I don't know. It seems very hairy. No, but this is what I, Brandon's right. I mean, I know that's how Thailand is. I'm conflating. I, no, I I have been to Thailand. Cultures. I've been to Thailand, and uh, people also, are constantly crossing the street. It's also, right. it's but just also cross the, the street. But also, it, the way it's filmed and framed. No, you're that's meant why I, to believe that they're like about to get hit. By no, a car. and I'm with you on that because because I I yeah, both of us have no authority on this whether or not it's culturally specific. But yeah. I that it, that has been true in my in my travels. Mm -hmm. But. I agree with Brandon. The way that the character is just staring straight ahead, walking through this difficult, tumultuous terrain. Like the Frogger episode of Seinfeld. Like the Frogger episode of Seinfeld. But yes. to me, that's like the, in, in Poetry and in Secret Sunshine, like I have inter just, I've interpreted just... that. I mean, that, but that's the whole movie, right? Like they're going through this tumultuous terrain where they, they could get... They can't even pay attention to where they're walking. They have... They, they're so they can, distraught. They can't afford to... They're, not, they're distraught. And they can't afford to be distracted. Like mm -hmm. they have, like the goals are so clear in both yeah. of those films. Even though uh, Lee creates these sprawling worlds around them, yeah. like the way that they interact in them, and the way that every character interacts, and something I love in Secret Sunshine is how much attention Lee pays to the conversations people are having around her, mm -hmm. um, because everyone is on that single track. I mean, we're all walking through traffic every day of our lives, and we're not paying attention to the cars that are about to hit us because we have to pay our rent, we have to. Uh, um, satisfy our emotional needs. We have mm. to be good friends. Like it's, it's which almost runs that couple over in Secret Sunshine. Mm -hmm. oh it's like God. Jake Gyllenhaal multiple right? times, and then they're just like, "Sorry, isn't good enough." I was like, "How bold of them!" That would never happen. <laughs> How bold? Here. Yeah, How bold. the relationship. Very bold. Wow. Very bold. Zero. The relationship with the protagonist and driving and cars, mm -hmm. and 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 there's even thriller elements there because you always, for me at least, I always felt like. She was gonna hit someone, or she was gonna get hit. It was yeah. one or the other, and the fact that it never happens is just like this tension that is. And when the car doesn't start for a second because she forgot to put she it, to put in, it park. in park. Oh it, my right. god! Yes. I and love the, that. And that. She's that, like one more thing. Oh, uh -huh. that that <laughs> little like move down to show. Yeah. That. God, that that to me was so relatable. I've done that. 
Like, I would like yelling at something. Yes. You're freaking out and you realize, oh. Mm-hmm. Lee, flip, flip a switch. Lee yeah. is so good, and, and he, I would not compare him to Spielberg, but I do think Spielberg is also good. I was going to compare him to Spielberg in terms of directing your eye to where it needs to go. No, but oh, okay, sure, that too. Yeah, well, I, I just think about like when, when we cut to, I mean, and what Brandon is saying there. I mean, with, with the tilt of the camera, it's like very subtle, and um, but your eye goes where it needs to go in order yeah. to push the story along, and it's like in the post, like when we uh, actually I don't remember exactly what it is in the post, but where we get something with the Pentagon Papers, like they're delivered, and we track. Don't we track right. a shot, track a scene by staying on the yeah. papers or something? That's why I'm. That's why I'm. That's why I'm saying like I don't want to say that's what he's doing. He's it's not very what he's doing. good at tracking your eye. To yeah, where it needs to there, be. there, there's a cut that I, I mean good. just drives me insane. It's so good in Secret Sunshine where. I meant to rewind and I didn't and I should have because now I'm undercutting my own point. But we, so we cut from something that where the protagonist in secret sunshine is to the crowd at church Mm -hmm. and your eye goes straight to her. And it's partly because the way that the shot is composed, it's just all Mm -hmm. faces. And we, we sort of look center right or like naturally. Right. Right. I I don't remember exactly what it is, but that's where where she's sitting. Mm -hmm. But, and someone can check me on this, but I am pretty sure that in the previous shot, like she is similarly focused. Mm -hmm. There's these just, Again, just striking match cuts. Maybe I don't think so though. I think I think that this is before she loses her faith. But just the way, like something as simple as that, like to be able to direct your eye to your protagonist with a hundred characters, tiny faces in a shot. Yeah, he he has such a surefire sense of control. Why do you? Why does he remind you? You you Spielberg. Tangentially, did you notice in the ending, uh, the the haircut scene? They're all wearing the same color shirt. It's very subtle. No. No, I didn't the the guy, what's his name, that's in love with her and the is with her the whole way. Her Speaking and, toxic masculinity, and the daughter right. that that's guy. cutting the hair. That they all up. have the same shirt really? color. Anyway, the thing about Spielberg though is that Spielberg first acts are very long, mm. and, and Spielberg obviously starts plot immediately. But there's more time spent with characters in. A Spielberg movie than I like a, that. That's right. Another typical that's director right. of his. Even in re- even in ready in like an in Ready Player One for me. I know Brandon loves Ready Player One. Ah, oh, it's gonna be in my top twenty five. I, I wouldn't keep that screener. <laughs> that's the screener I wouldn't. That's keep. the one. No, you I totally would. I absolutely would keep it. What am I saying? But even in that, I wouldn't. Even in that Give movie, me, like bitch, we spent we spend a lot of time with the characters. I yeah. mean, and like you're saying, plot from the beginning, mm-hmm. but whether or not we actually get to know the characters there's a lot of hanging out like et starts with the aliens are on the ground and then there's a good like 40 minutes of just elliot's home life and then yeah. we get the relationship with et oh, that's so true uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit with what i heard yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm one episode away from finishing getting on speaking oh, of nice. sitting with what we just heard oh, the first Cap. time you've watched it so i've watched the first three or four episodes of getting on three or four times every single time i think to myself this is the greatest show i've ever seen as i have spoken with youtube before if i've watched the first couple episodes of a what television a show that means that i love it yeah. <laughs> even though i don't keep going and i'm trying to correct that now i mean in my head tv ended when Mad Men ended um, and I'm trying to fix that, but yes, it it, it, it is. The fr- I am one episode away. Uh, I'll I'm probably so watch hot. it when I get home. How and exciting! I, what the hell? I, I've been I've been watching Secret Sunshine and Burning, and then I'm chasing it with episodes of Getting On. Oh, that's glorious. It's fantastic, um, but deeply sad zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, L- uh. Laurie Metcalf in that when 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 the uh, when Paul says. 
the world is not at war with women. And then, or whatever. And then she throws the towel on her head and she's like, I'm in Kenya. My genitalia is being cut out. I'm in Pakistan. I'm being shot in the head. Like, uh, it is like Lori. Brutal. It's brutal. But because Lori Metcalf is also doing that manic thing that she does so beautifully, like, of course, the dark humor is there, but it is just so urgent and on point and, and brutal. God, it's I'm incredible. I'm so glad you're watching that show. I like. I'm I, pro- I never forgot it existed, but I'm glad to be reminded. I don't know what this whole TV countdown bracket thing is that's mm-hmm. happening on Twitter, but I last night in bed, I some it might have been <clears throat> friend of the pod, Brandon Nowak, but someone like retweeted it, and yeah. I I, I went and clicked on all of the all of the brackets, and yeah. I didn't see getting on anywhere. I think that's wrong. I'll probably start it over from the, the beginning as soon as I watch was it. Just done. It was post uh, Neil who was running it posted a Google doc and was like, vote for your shows. The top 128 will be the That's seeds. The seeds. So it was popularity. Can I, I, I it said was down. He didn't have any. It's upset. Oh no, I, I didn't think that it did. I'm disappointed with that. No, I'm just saying yeah. that's just how in, in the words of Dr. Jenna James, I'm disappointed by everyone. <laughs> she doesn't actually say it, but she would having said friend of the pod. I do. Can we have a quick, uh, can we, can I issue a quorum on the podcast? Mm. Just a quick up or down vote. Mm. Can we stop saying friend of the pod and can we start saying, and I'm, I'm, this is, this could be a game changer. This is new verbiage. This is new everything. And it's fine if you guys don't want to do it. Could we start saying fellow film fag instead oh. of friend of the pod? Ooh. We could. Sure. Uh, if they're queer. We could call them fellow film fag no matter what. Even if they're not. I, I just think that like, I am you know, I think it's very, we're drawing quite an assumption to say we're your three fave film fags, but mm. this is our podcast. Right. Like Lee Chang Dong, I want to build a world around this mm. and I want it to expand of all the film of fags. Wow. So I think we should start saying fellow wow. film fag. I love that. Brandon Nowak, for instance. Fellow film that. fag. I was so expecting wow. to get shut down. I can't believe this reception. I thought it was going to be like in Getting On when Jenna, I would check now. when Dr. James thinks that she's going to win the award and then the Aussie gets it. I thought that's what was about uh, to I wish I knew these references. It's been so long since I've watched the program. Maybe I'll revisit it. I know. It, it ended in 2015, I think. Yeah. Damn. I, damn. I'm not a... Damn. <clears throat> damn. I'm not a <clears throat> binger, mm-hmm. but I have been watching this show basically a season a night. Yeah. It's very bingeable. Because it's only it's three, like it's twenty minutes. It's a, it's there's six episode seasons. No, but so for me, like I've been watching the greatest movies of my life. I'm so upset that it's almost over. Yeah, I mean, I've really just been enjoying sitting with the sadness. It's so sad. It oh my god. I'm glad that I, I was really expecting someone to cry talking about burning tonight because the way that I'll cry on my the, drive home. I'm <laughs> like I did when I saw it's it. Like I cried right before you got here. I've never cried. <gasps> Steven I Yun. find I find it so fascinating when people cry. Uh, Why? Unnerving, cry. scariest performance because of the I've year. Never cried. But how he also sort of how takes do pride I know in it. If I've been sad, if there are no tears. Yeah, doesn't Jong Su ask like, "How do you know if you're sad?" No, he's he suggests like, "Oh, like, but you feel sad," and Ben is like, like "I don't know. How do I know yeah. if there uh, are no tears?" So He's like, yeah, I guess. I guess I feel sad. Work, work, and play are indistinguishable these yeah. days. I'm just living oh, my life. That that's line. a very rich person. Very, very rich, rich person. person. Very rich. Is he an artist? I mean, we have, yeah, we really don't we know. Literally, do not know. What Talking he about does. like, I, I we. Could, I think he gets paid to kill women. See, that's sort of that was yeah. my thought too. Well, yeah. But I was just gonna because who's that weird man he meets at the restaurant? 
could just be the guy who works for him who delivered his car. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, it uh, is like, why does that happen that way? Yeah. He, he has people working for him, mm-hmm. but there, there is that their relationship is so cool as well. I think he works for the dark web. I think he's a Chiron. <gasps> Can we not invoke the C word? The dark web tonight. <laughs> Please. I don't want to get on. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to do this. That's <laughs> Get me out of here. That's Miranda in Sex in the City when the guy wants her to eat his ass. I don't want to do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how she says it. Mm. Okay, can we wrap up? Yeah, I think we did it. Sleepy. Yeah, do it. We did it. I'm sleepy. Fucking same, um, bitch. This has been another episode of Movies IMO. Mm. Movies IMO was brought to you by Squarespace. Mm. <laughs> I wish. When you need a square and a space, oh. Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Venmo's $300. <laughs> when you when you want to make a movie about when you want to make a movie like Suspiria, which is about the group and the transference. We transfer. Also sponsored the oh. podcast. <laughs> wow, uh, we could, we really need these guys to sponsor us. Let's go. Yeah, who else? At least Anchor Steam. Come on, Venmo is twenty seven dollars. Blue Apron. Blue yeah. Apron. When you need to cook a meal. When you need to peel a potato, like Jean Dielman. When you, <laughs> and they bring the potato. The potato is peeled when, when it arrives. When in the uh, blue apron box. when you're a difficult chef and your Sue Sienna Miller oh. won't. <laughs> Won't bring you those pots and pans. You so might you, you might get, be wearing So you don't get burnt. You might be wearing a blue apron. <laughs> what else is there? Oh, um um A Casper one eight hundred stamps dot cam. Uh, <laughs> are you doing Marin? <laughs> yes. You got a busy life. You know what? I love stamps.com. It's the holidays and I gotta ship some shit. Kick in a few shekels. <laughs> What stems that count? <laughs> Lee Chang Dong, who are you guys? Oh, God. Could you imagine me interviewing Lee Chang Dong? <laughs> <laughs> Lee Chang Dong, who does your postage? <laughs> I should be your screeners. So funny to me. <laughs> oh, boy. Put Mark Maron and Lee Chang Dong in a room together. That's a movie. I watch a film. I watched the first 30 minutes. <laughs> It's a love triangle, right? <laughs> you know when I watched the first two episodes of Homecoming and then decided to never engage with that program ever again? Mm. The second episode, first episode when you're introduced in a wide mm-hmm. to the husband or the boyfriend or whatever he is, Dylan McDermott, yeah. I thought it was Mark Maron. But then they... He was too, he was too busy shooting... Dermot Mulroney. Mark name? Maron was too what busy shooting Dylan the... Dylan McDermott is the other guy. Mark Maron was too busy shooting <laughs> the Joker white. movie with Robert De Niro oh, and Joaquin Phoenix. I'll never forget... Mm-hmm. He's shooting when it right Mark now. Maron said to Todd Haynes, you know, I really got to reckon with your movies, you know? And Todd Haynes is like, no, I don't know because they're my movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's like, he didn't no, actually say no, that. No, but that, that, that is a classic Maron verb. He always talks about reckoning. Reckoning. You got to reckon with it. I got to reckon with it. <laughs> you know, Lee Chang, got to really reckon with these films. <laughs> oh. I'm reckoning with burning. We all he, okay, he, he, he's like this is all an he, ad he, he's for like, WTF. He, he's, he's like okay, <laughs> all right, Mark, right. Venmo's three thousand dollars. He's like, he's like, Director Lee, who are you guys? <laughs> and Lee is like the problem, right? Oh wow, right? Deep. <laughs> oh, I brought it back. That's deep. I brought it back. Now I have to reckon. Very with this. deep. <laughs> gotta, gotta go home and reckon with it. You are home. You know who reckoned with it was Ralph Jung Su when he was staring out that window. <laughs>
<laughs> hey me when she goes like this in the sunset. She, she was she was wrecking with that magic hour. And she cried. Oh, I'm not mocking it. I just can't cry. <laughs> I neither can Ben. I've never cried. Okay. My name is Ben MP. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. My name is Daniel Crook. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. Two quick points. Number one, thank you to all of our listeners who voted. And I know that everyone voted. Never listened to So thank you to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, actually, if you didn't vote, I I truly don't know why you're listening to the show. (laughs) Unless you, you know, aren't an American citizen. Um, True. Number two. Oh, right. Number two. I have a plug. I have a plug. I was on a podcast that drops today. <gasps> about Today, are we time traveling? We are time traveling to the future. It oh. drops the same day as this episode. I love that you guys remember to time travel. Yes. <gasps> the, name of the, uh, the name of the podcast is called Color Me Jallo. It is a podcast about Jallo horror films. And I was talking about Blood and Black Lace, which we talked about last week. Check it out. It was fun. And thank you so much to nice. the two of you for being here every week. Love you both. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the Ben. Fuck you. I'm gonna do the Ben. Look over. I don't know what my deal is, and I'll never know. And isn't that I'm gonna do the isn't Sharon the journey? Stone What's your deal, man? Like What's your deal, man? Brandon Dealman. How has that not been done? That's wow. good. Thank you. The world Venmo me twenty dollars. What's your deal, man? <laughs> What's your deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. Thank you. You can find Movies IMO on Twitter at Movies IMO. Please follow, rate, review, subscribe. Give Apple us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Um, I was talking about you. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Google Play. We're on Stitcher? Yeah. I have no idea where we are. We're on all of the podcatchers except Spotify because they have a weird. Like arbitrary. Because like Ben, it's a class system. Yeah, you're right. What's the prompt? So why don't you Oh yeah, what's what's the prompt for the class? I know I'm not that anyone ever does their homework and responding to the prompt. You fellow faggots. Get us on the horn. Fellow film fags is not meant to be a disparaging term. We're Mm. we're not speaking with anger. No, that was just impassioned. Okay, my bad. Tell us. I have problems with tone too. If you had the money, who would you kill? Okay, I don't want to. That, that's very dark web. I think the question is: Daniel wants to cut the. Blast. What's your hobby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's your hobby? What's your greenhouse <laughs> quote? <laughs> Air quote. What's your favorite mid-century American writer? What's in your bathroom drawer? <laughs> what's your cat's name? What do you collect in your bathroom drawer? <laughs> Have old, you ever cried? My answer, what do you like to cook? Old toothbrushes. <laughs> That's what I have collecting in my bathroom drawer. Throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's your deal, man? Sociopath. What are we? What are we talking about next week? What are you doing? Sharpening the edges and stabbing people? Get out. Next. Get week. Brandon. Get Ben. Get, get Ben. Brandon. What's next week? Next ben. week. We are talking about. Film as Phallus, Orson Welles, The Other Side of the Wind. Ooh, this film fucks. All right, Ben, so what other um, movies with uh, big dick energy? We are going to be talking about some other films that have 
they're flexing. The word I keep coming to is unwieldy. Yeah. Unwieldy auteur pictures. They're trying, they're flexing their potency in mm-hmm. vain. Or not in vain, but just flexing their potency. Yeah, they're just and flexing sometimes their vain. running amok. They're running amok with this we shit. Got a, we got a runaway train and the we're other in Vietnam. we'll be discussing are <clears throat> Francis Ford Coppola's epic masterpiece, Apocalypse Now. <gasps> wow. Elaine May's unfairly maligned Ishtar. It's not a great movie in my opinion, but it's fine. It's not. I'll... It's unfairly maligned. It has a caustic wit. Yeah. And caustic a movie I haven't wit. seen, so I can't comment on it yet, is, is it Chimino? Simino? Michael Chimino. Michael Chimino's Heaven's Gate starring my mom, Isabelle Huppert. Is it a misunderstood masterpiece? Is it a runaway train? Yeah. We're going to find out. Find out next week. Run that train into me. On Movissimo. Wow, my God. Excuse ben, me. Uh, for the record, Ben wants the train runner. <laughs> this is what wow. I pulled from that. Excuse me. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.